Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hey-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, where every other week we take a look at another piece of content on that there Disney Plus streaming service. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tanel, Griffey D-Pad, and with me, as always, is my fantastic, wonderful, amazing co-host, Mr. Mitch George. How are you doing? I am really tired. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, that's that's pretty standard for this, for this show. One of these days we won't record at, what, 9 p.m. for you? It's not even that. It's like, so it was a long weekend trying to fit a recording into a, or a viewing of this movie into a weekend that was full of family things and stuff and not being in the city without proper Internet was uh, a challenge. But, you know, made it work, made it here, turned on the thing, hit the button and we're doing the thing. Yeah, we're so. here, we're recording, we're talking about a fantastic movie. We're talking about, of course, the new chip and dale rescue rangers movie but it's not just us here talking about it nate welcome back how are you doing man uh almond butter and gasoline that's what i'm covered in right now my guys that'd be <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i'm doing great man i think uh you know watch this movie twice over pausing it all the way it took me so long to watch it the second time just because it was like a three-hour experience just pausing everything and and making notes and uh and just loving it all the way through uh so i'm doing good man i'm, I'm stoked to talk about it yeah no joke and i watched this movie i watched it with my family purely for the reason of i know that if i watch it with them i won't pause this movie every five minutes there you go <laughs> so like like i said i wasn't in the city so i was Streaming this from my phone plugged into a TV on what was maybe like one to two bars of cell service because the Disney Plus app, for whatever reason, doesn't like to uh, allow you to display downloads to external displays, only streams. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's bizarre. Try it the next time you're got a phone plugged into a TV for some reason. But uh, it was one of those things of, OK, I can't pause this every five minutes for similar reasons. We're watching with family. Also. I just don't want to be starting and stopping the download using all of my yeah. mobile data because those caps are kind of stupid in Canada. So, got news for you. I do They're plan on watching it US again too. now that I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a fantastic movie. I had such a good time watching this. How about you guys? I didn't really like. I I had an idea of what to expect, but from what we like, this movie did a very interesting thing with the marketing materials is that I didn't really know what the premise was going to be outside of some characters were going missing. So the whole idea of bootlegging and all of this stuff, like it's such an interesting take on this, you know, animation come to life thing that we've seen previously from things like who framed Roger rabbit or space jam, or, you know, the one with LeBron James, we're not going to talk about <laughs> it was a, it, it was really fun cameo filled. It was a hoop. Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, went into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that had probably some higher expectations for cameos there because of the internet. And I think this movie, this is going to service those people really, really well. This is a multiverse movie for animation fans. And it's just, I mean, the amount of references in this movie is is staggering. So um, it's it's one of those things where it's going to be tough not to just be like, shouting out cameos for like an hour straight basically also just shout out shout out to akiva schaefer for directing this because 
his previous films that he's done, including, you know, the uh, much more, I, I wouldn't even say maligned, but like just a movie that people kind of, you're either into it or you're not with something like Hot Rod or Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping. I love the style of comedy from The Lonely Island. It, it hits my funny bone in a way not many other things do. And I think he knocked it out of the park on this one. And I love seeing him dressed up as uh, Steven Spielberg. He, he right. was a director <laughs> in the movie. movie. <laughs> so, and he voiced uh, E.T., which oh we will get gosh. to. Let's go. If I wasn't <laughs> dying laughing there. Uh, we are going to go full spoilers for this, folks. Uh, it is on Disney Plus right now. Go watch it. Let me hit y'all with the facts super quick. Obviously, as we just mentioned, directed by Akiva Schaefer, uh, written by Dan Greger and Doug Mann. Uh, hey, guess what, folks? This was based off of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is a great show. And man, do I want to go rewatch the show right now. Um, oh, yeah. I had that exact same conversation with my sister as we watched this. So we should just watch this show, shouldn't we? We really should. We need to do, we should just do an episode on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, Honestly, down. Runtime of 97 minutes. Thank God, because this movie felt like the right length. Yeah. Didn't overstay its welcome. Didn't, you know, hit you over the head with the two and a half hour cameo fest that it could have been. It was great. Maybe this is coming from the fact that I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies again lately. And like, there's no Marvel movies shorter than two hours. Give us more shorter movies. Yeah. Um, as far as the cast, let's hit those that starring list. Oh boy, do we have some massive names here. John Mulaney, Andy Samberg, Will Arnett, Eric Bana, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, and Kiki Lane. Dang. Dude. Absolutely. Did you say Dennis Haysbert as well? I did not say Dennis Haysbert, yes. <laughs> Dude, such an incredible moment. The moment Zipper talks in the non-Zipper <laughs> voice blew me out of the water i was just like who is that is that the guy from like the insurance commercials or does he do like i'm pretty sure he does something like that it, it was he did totally do, a, yeah it's all yeah. Saying, like what i want to say it's just like <laughs> what oh, we're going this route i love this this is perfect yep all okay. state insurance company nailed it that's it <laughs> the irony that so he funny. and jk simmons are all both in this anyways um yeah full spoilers from here on out just the cameos were M- Motherfucking Robinson knocking it out of the park as ugly goddamn Sonic. I knew we were gonna have to talk about this, but the fact what? that the first thing, yeah, that was a joke specifically for us. Like these us yeah. weird people that loved this. I legitimately have a stupid like costume mask of this of ugly Sonic. Really? <laughs> I bought it to just mess with people for the most part. That's awesome. I, I love the teeth. Like, I love seeing the hairs uh, like trickling down into the mouth. I love how many times they they went just that close up, and uh, and dude, like what a perfect voice with Tim Robinson just being that awkward guy. I love how he's like he's like it's you know it's if if they're laughing at me, I'm I'm in on the joke or something like that. Like I just along those lines. It's it's so it's just such a, a smart way to incorporate that character. And then I was I heard that apparently they didn't actually get. Uh, permission to do they Sonic. Did. That's why they keep calling him Ugly Sonic or something. Or did they get permission? They, they did not. Like, ninety percent yeah. of this movie is only available to exist under parody law, and it is really fantastic. <laughs> there are certain cases, like there was an agreement with Hasbro over things like My Little Pony and Transformers, and with okay. some of the other properties that popped up. Like, I don't know how to. I mean, I would imagine 
that the South Park creators love the idea of this parody, but just Unreal. Randy Marsh is just chilling on a couch at one point, and why not? He's no dude. He's in a Russian bathhouse. Is where he oh, is. Oh, that's what it was. Which is even better. Look, more than anything, I want to know what the conversation with Warner Brothers was to get Ben Affleck in. Ah man. <laughs> well, that wasn't actually Ben Affleck, right? It was it just was actually, Ben Affleck. Was voiced Batman. by um. I'm pretty sure it was voiced I by the him. other. No, it was the other. No, it was Lonely voiced Island by the third guy, guy from the Lonely uh, Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we should. I will know find it. But yeah, Batman <laughs> versus ET. Like the other guy. Jorma, Jorma, uh, Jorma Tacone uh, is his name. Um, Even still, like, yeah, dude. I love the silhouette oh. of Batman. Like, if it's just distinct enough so that you know it's him, but it's clearly <laughs> not. It's All of those perfect. billboards, too. Like, you get this offhand of E.T. versus Batman. I was like, okay, oh yeah, that's God, fun. Dude. And then they do it. Or like they have Lego Miserable and like, oh my, just all these little weird things that shouldn't Mr. exist. Mr. Doubtfire. Can we Mid just get Meryl Streep and Mr. Doubtfire? <laughs> I mean, I think the one that we were dying at earlier was the Gucci ad with Dobby. Oh, yeah. Dobby is Gucci. <laughs> Dude, what a glow up for Dobby after those Harry Potter films. You know, he gets one sock and all of a sudden he's a model for Gucci. Come on, dude. This, so good. this movie was what, like movies like Space Jam 2... Uh, Ready Player One. This did what those wanted to do. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think they had the right team behind it in terms of the way it was written, the way it was conceived, the idea of you know the the it, it's a bit of a trope of you know this thing from the eighties or nineties making its comeback, trying to figure out the reboot thing, doing the whole con convention circuit, the the whole whole nine yards. I think it played into all that really well and was written in such a way that held reverence for not only Chip and Dale and the Rescue Rangers, but the other characters we saw, like Tigra from Avengers United We Stand. Bitch, like, can we do an Avengers United We Stand episode? I am Please. so down because that show is so bad. It is horrible. And I was dying when I was like, wait a second, are they really doing this? Oh my God, they're really doing this. But I did think it was so... Um, you know, the difference we, you brought up those other movies. And I think the major difference with this, even though the, I don't think the plot is, is terribly more complex than those movies. It, it's this show or this movie was so much more heartwarming, like getting to see Chip and Dale meeting for the first time was absolutely delightful. And, and I think the movie also just has so much confidence in how it executes all the way to things like, of course, Chip's AirPods, are like upside down and like sticking out really of the ears because they're yeah because they're real you know human sized AirPods and I just I thought it was just so well done I love that Chip works for Coercive Insurance <laughs> it's the name of the company and just again it's it's all these little things that they do to sort of not only flesh out the world but flesh out these characters as actors that make this movie at least the storyline so much more um i think tangible and believable and and just fun overall it's just so smart just to circle back to their origin a little bit that first scene we get so much fun but is anyone other than me dumb enough to have thought they were brothers <laughs> no I, no, like, I think I, that's just I, as soon as i turn i'm like wait they're not related what the hell right yeah I mean, maybe their characters are related, right? Maybe, maybe Chip and Dale. And the actors. Bitch, I guarantee you're the only person that thought this. No, I'm definitely I'm, not. At least I three totally of the four people were, I watched it with thought they were siblings. I thought they were siblings, too. I, had, actually. I, I did thought they were brothers. I didn't think that at all. Really? Wow. You're, you're the real fan of Chip and Dale, I, I guess. I just knew nothing. <laughs> I just was like, okay, I guess they're friends. <laughs> I don't know. I guess roommates make more sense to me than brothers.
Yeah. Oh, man. But, but yeah. I mean, even the talent of this movie, like Andy Samberg is, I didn't think the Lonely Island style humor was going to work as well. And then it just totally does. And him, you know, with, with lines like, uh, what is he like? He, he, he maps his runs in the shape of a butt. Um, <laughs> stuff like that, like, is such yeah. an Andy Samberg thing. And then John Mulaney just being the perfect straight man uh, for Chip. Like, they, they just fit so well. And the nicest, the best part about, again, how smart it is that their characters are characters is that if we watch something that is legitimately Chippendale Rescue Rangers in the future, we can, all, we can still believe that those voices and those versions of the characters are, you know, canon. It's, it's just now we know the actors behind them, which yeah, is just so their, smart. Um, they have their moments where, like, when they're arguing and they start to speed it up and, like, really Walk in the cartoon voice, yeah. It's like, that's, I love seeing that. That's, like, what made this so authentic to me of, like, hey, we're coming at this from a place of love, and I love that they're referencing actual episodes as, like, clues and plans and whatnot. And they vehemently rip on Alvin and the Chipmunks, which I love. I love so how much hate was thrown that way, and I want Shade going the other way. I want this Chipmunk v. Chipmunk war at some point. Whoa. <laughs> but I, I think... The the history of the Lonely Island style of comedy in film plays into the premise of this so well in terms of have either have you guys seen Pop Star Never Stop Never oh, yeah. Stop? Yeah, it's absolutely. One of my okay, because like yeah. the premise there totally plays right in this, or the Bash Brothers documentary that they did for Netflix. Like, there's so much self referential humor here that works so well in the scope of washed up Hollywood celebrity and and the idea of the glitz and glamour of Hollywood versus this you know real crime and real investigative story and working with the police and you know the fish out of water of oh this is what we did on tv in the 80s so we can totally do that now which if you haven't seen only murders in the building which has a similar premise to that of an actor who's now doing the investigation on the other side of the fence watch only murders in the building it's so good season two is coming up soon i'm really excited griffin we haven't gotten a chance to vamp yet but oh my god high school musical the musical season three is coming so soon and i'm so happy dude the moment of like that announcement and then season four is confirmed confirmed you're you're just you're spoiling this hope y'all are i hope y'all are ready for me and griffin to gush about that show for a few weeks because it's 100 percent happening mitch the words the words you just said sounded like one of the billboards in this movie i could see it right up next to like fast and furious babies with the tagline, babies take the wheel. <laughs> Which I was dying at that. But even more, oh, in the end credits, when you see the fast... When Diesel, Diesel pops up. And the, right all of the chip. <laughs> so it's so weird that they had the Fast and Furious babies thing. Because we, we were watching. There was a Fast and Furious marathon this weekend on one on one of the channels. And we just had it on the whole weekend. So I'm like, oh yeah, we were watching Fast 7 like three hours before. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, Fast and Furious babies make sense in that universe. Why not? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think Dude. aside from like, you know, all the cameras, all the wonderful things, I think this movie does a lot like really great work in its meshing of the animation stuff. Like the scene oh, yeah. I will point to for this being so amazing is that initial detective scene when like after Monty's been taken of it's a claymation detective is talking to a sock puppet and a human person outside while a 3D animated character and a 2D anima- animated character watch. <laughs> Dude, like, and the what? donuts, 
the donuts from Wreck-It Ralph are part of the investigation. Like, it's just, yes, they are. it's so cool to see that this movie incorporates so much for, for, for fans of animation. And even outside of animation with stop motion, um, Putty being the off-brand Gumby character voiced by J.K. Simmons, which is just phenomenal. Um, as soon as but, he came on screen, I'm just like, it's J.K. Simmons and it's, it's perfect. Simmons. It's perfect. Yeah. So well done. And uh, but even, like, even, it, even. The twist of Sorry, like, man. oh, that's cliche, but like, of course it was. We didn't think this would work. Because <laughs> it shouldn't have. I also just love uh, Bjorgensen, the puppet chef that owned the cheese, the the cheese outlet or whatever it was. And just, it, it again, it's just Boys so cool. Key and Michael Key. Unreal. Dude, like, the whole it, idea we're getting... of Main Street was genius. It's it so was. Good. I kind of wish that had just been Swedish Chef for some reason. When I saw him pop up, I'm like, oh, they're doing off-brand Muppets. All right. But maybe, hey, hear me out. Maybe that was Swedish Chef. Maybe that was Swedish Chef who'd gone through a little bit of, you know, uh, bootlegging and now he mm. can't afford his bootleg bills or whatever it is. Whatever and now he's got he's to pay him off by selling uh, stinky cheese and what have you. And I think, again, that's kind of the, the another fun aspect of this movie is that, like, now going forward, like, if they, you know, make more of these, if they just want to, like, do characters that are super close to they can always bootleg because I'm pretty sure he walks b- back into the cheese shop at one point and he starts going bar, 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 like he starts doing the yeah he does the Swedish voice, chef thing. right yeah so, but I mean if you're Keegan Michael Key in that role they're like yeah you're playing a Muppet who's also a mobster cheese monger like <laughs> all right let's do it it's so good yeah, there was a there's a great moment of um when when you know when they're hunting things down and they have like the open it up and it's like all the pieces of different characters that was such, like as far as cameras oh, go that dude. was a great moment hell yeah kingdom hearts is referenced in this movie dude it's all Sora's keyblade and Sora's hair and hair yeah yeah and you got jimmy neutron's hair in See, there as well which is like phenomenal here's the thing though, you get this wonderful like oh my god the rest of the thing i love and then you realize oh wait those characters got bootlegged he's bald now there yeah. are two cameos we haven't talked about, which we need to. And yeah. Seth Rogen's character in this movie is yeah. knocked over at the con, at the convention, and oh, is met yeah. with Pumbaa, Bob from Monsters vs. Aliens, and whatever that Mantis character he played yeah. in yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. His name's Mantis. Just, it's oh. perfect. Absolute perfection. I love that. Like, that was such a specific joke that you knew we would love. And like they also, just had Paul to, Rudd they does had not age, put... and I love Paul Rudd. And I oh, you mean Antman? 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 Yeah, unreal, dude. I, mean, um, I love that they had even stuff like yeah. that. But like one of my favorite cameos in this is like a very weird, specific cameo that so many people are not going to see. But it's the moment when Chip and Dale get called for their show. The voice of that is uh, is Tad Stone, the creator of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Oh, that's love fantastic. It. That is so cool. I thought you, when you said called for the show, I thought you were referring to the moment where Chip is apparently doing a, a off-Broadway performance, but he's actually part of the Chippendales, like, yeah. stripping club. I was, uh, we got to that scene, I'm like, yeah, he works in a strip club now. <laughs> it's like, un- right? we just, I, I kind of, I don't want to see it, but I kind of want to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on that. It's, so it, it, it's one of those things. There's such, this, this, this is the thing that Disney does so well, and I'm, kind of disappointed this didn't get a theatrical run and went straight to Disney plus of yeah. there's so much comedy here. That's meant both for kids and for adults. Like there are, I hate to do this, but 
when I was a kid, I would watch movies like Aladdin and not understand all of the jokes and the inhumor. And now as an adult, I understand those. And now I'm on the other side of this of I'm an adult watching this for the first time, understanding all the adult jokes. And eventually, if we have kids and I watch this with them, they're not going to get it until they're like 16, 18 years old. And I'm just like, oh, time is awful. Yeah. And I mean, even then, it's like these references are catered to people in our age group. Right. So it's like I don't quite understand in terms of, uh, again, where this movie, who it's necessarily meant for. I feel like it's it kind of is meant for not kids. Right. Like at any point in time, I think. It is, but it isn't, because at the end of the day, it is just a, oh my goodness, our favorite characters are getting bootlegged, and we all remember things like, you know, the Aladdin sequels or the Little Mermaid 2, when those kind of, when those things came straight to VHS as kids, and while those things don't exist as much anymore, those did feel like bootleg movies, right? And it, it, it just, it still feels like it's a relatable concept enough for kids of, oh no, they're getting kidnapped, and they changed Flounder's face, and now he looks fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I true. think, um... I think that they balance it enough with old characters and new characters to really kind of get that multi-generational appeal to it. Also, it's funny yeah, like you mentioned my... the Aladdin uh, sequels, because guess who worked on those? Tad Stones. Tad Stones, yeah, I know. Oh, I read the same article you did, don't worry. I mean, I just know but Tad it... Stones, IMDB, like the back of my <laughs> hand, purely because of Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. I get the Which aspect isn't of isn't on the, Disney Plus for some reason, and it should be, especially leading up to Lightyear. But I get the aspect of the the multi generational thing with, like, even I think my dad was like, "Is that the Coca Cola bear?" I like, had that Jimmy? same reaction. I had the same thought, and it was it yeah. was inspired by the Coca Cola bear, like, which is great. I was like, "Wait, they really brought the Coca Cola bear in this?" Yeah. So no joke. One of my favorite pictures I ever have. Oh, me hitting my mic. Hopefully, it didn't sound horrible. Um, oh, we definitely heard it. It was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> one of my favorite pictures I've ever had with of me and my little brother was we went to Disney. Right, we go to Disney. We're having a great time. We didn't. We don't really go and like take pictures with characters all that much because like it's like always a huge line. Um, with the exception of the last year and a half, <laughs> when that just wasn't a thing. The one picture we have with a character when we were in downtown Disney and went and got a picture with the Coca-Cola polar bear. There you go. This is just such a weird character that we love. It's like the one Disney character you, you need to get here? a picture with. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. It's great. And it works. It's hilarious. Let's talk about something less hilarious. Bobby Driscoll. I, I, I just want to say one thing for me that didn't work. I didn't like the... Uh, fact that dale got in the cgi surgery and i was really hoping at one point in the movie that would either get reversed or something because it just i didn't enjoy looking at both the 2d and 3d animation of the two main characters it felt kind of off-putting to me and i understand the premise behind it and how it led to the character and making the character who he was throughout the film um i just wish at the end there was some moment of like oh yeah i felt like i needed to undo that i needed to feel like part of the team again and he never did that which felt kind of I'm odd, kind of surprised yeah, that they didn't me. either go one way or the other. Yeah. But yeah. They had the opportunity to do it with, with Chip, right? Like they could have just the moment forced him into that art ear. style or something. But instead he got a Snoopy ear. Yeah. <laughs> now I got, we got to bring up Bobby Driscoll really quickly just because of the scaringly perfect uh, likeness of Peter Pan's story in this movie to the actual story of Bobby Driscoll. I hope that it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, I mean, it was dangerously close. I think if, uh, you know, if they had him 
eaten some of that cheese, uh, it would have just kind of gone a little overboard. And I feel like it's interesting with this in the sense of like, is this a social commentary on Hollywood and and, you know, these big corporations and how that does happen? Um, and is it supposed to be sort of close to it to sort of push people to learn more about it? Or are is it not? Is it is it legitimately a parody of it, in which case it might be in poor taste? Yeah, I think like just to get it out there so y'all know what we're talking about here, Bobby Driscoll was the likeness and voice for Peter Pan. Uh, he succinctly got fired after getting acne. Uh, and that just sent him down a horrible, swirly, slippery slope. And if you want to know more, feel free to go look into it, actually. Recommend you do look into it because it's a, it's a blunt and honest state of the world. I I knew none of this. I went to Wikipedia and now I'm sad. Yeah. I should. Yeah. Fair warning. You'll be sad after learning about this. Stuff. I need to find a documentary or something I can watch. But yeah, that's uh, that's an unfortunate situation. Well, they made a documentary. I don't know if you caught in the end credit sequence, but they did make a documentary of Sweet Pete uh, that uh, <laughs> looked pretty intriguing. Uh, not going to lie. But what did you guys before? We'll we'll get into the plot here in, in a little bit, but I want to know what you guys thought of the ending with um, Sweet Pete eventually like going into like, oh, I'm six different characters now. I liked the references that they used. Like there was a transformer and shredder in there, which was cool. And Woody's left leg and Woody's <laughs> right leg. Yeah, it was his right leg. You're it right, was yeah. his right leg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea of him becoming the thing that he like he became the thing that he was trying to use to benefit himself. Yeah. And it backfired on him. I, I, I like that. It did feel kind of. I don't know, like it felt a little on the nose for me. I would have rather it just been a confrontation with Pete and not. Oh, look, now Pete's got a missile launcher or something and a transformer wheel for one foot. So now it makes it more visually interesting. Was that a Nintendo reference, by the way? That felt scaringly close to a Nintendo reference. Like a bullet bill situation? I mean, it, yeah. it definitely was a bullet bill, but it was circular. So they didn't well, get the I rights to bullet bill. I thought those existed in Mario. It's Cannonball Carl, not Bullet Bill. All right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I do think this movie got a little away it, from itself at the end. It, it lost itself a bit in the third act. I would agree. I think everything after them discovering the bootlegging enterprise was kind of like, okay. And now it's just, you know, all these fun in references and great writing and really fun comedy. And now we're just beelining it to the end of the plot. Mm -hmm. Except the moment when get, when you see the gadget in the garage, I was so happy to see this character. Yeah, it was great. It felt, um, it it felt very much like that moment in Transformers, almost oddly enough, where she like whips her her mask up or whatever. And uh -huh. uh, but, dude, I gotta say, Gadget and Zipper, the most unexpected celebrity couple that I've ever seen, and they make it work. Like they make it work clearly with all. And there's still really fun writing at that point, right? Like it's, honey, someone's doing a cool pose in the driveway. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I also love like the little details. It's like we're not funding another one of your self-produced movies. Yeah, like just the little bits and pieces they added in there to really make this this movie this movie. With all that said, 
What do you guys say we jump into the plot? Do it. Uh, funnily enough, as far as so much of this happens and so much we've talked about, the plot is fairly simple. I think we've talked through like 98% of it at this point. <laughs> uh, Chip and Dale were best friends. They had this act going. They were great. They were super popular for their comedy and comedic timing back when they were young. So they decided to go out to California and strike it rich in the movie industry. Uh, they're shown in a couple of scenes that they were clearly just put in there from popular television shows. It's hilarious. Uh, um, the, the full house scene killed me. Oh, yeah, it was great. Just dancing in the background. So good. Yeah. Um, eventually, they get offered their own TV show, and we get the fantastic series Chip and Dale. Chip, 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 Chip and Dale. I, lo- I love how we got that. Like, that theme is present throughout the film. Like, they did, like, an orchestral, like, scored version of it and just dropped hints of it at different times in the movie. And it, oh, I want a Chip and Dale show so bad. Yeah, and then it's done by freaking... Uh... Post, Post Malone. Malone at the end. That whole joke of, oh yeah, they would go and take this classic theme and get some popular artist to do their own version of it. It'd be really fun. <laughs> and then it's Post Malone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that like a Spider-Verse Easter egg? I feel like it might be. Eh, probably. There was another one too. I mean, we, we did get to see the artwork uh, that Miles does in the background at one point, right before we see the stuffed mm-hmm. dead plushie. <laughs> There's a Smash Bros. reference in this movie, for God's sake. Yes, there is. And I want that as a Smash Bros. reference, so. Uh, yeah, but, dude, that, Afternoon Fight Fest is the name of this game. I want it. And I, I want it so bad. Well, we just got the, what, Multi- Alpha for Multiverses, the Warner Brothers game. We got, uh, we got that Nickelodeon one earlier this year. I think Disney's... Yeah, Disney is Disney is due. Disney but, Games has been doing their thing. Uh, John Drake, if you're listening, you know what to do. You find a studio, me. you do this. Even if it's free to play, like we're getting that car racer this year, it's free to play. I know people aren't going to be happy with that. I'm going to put so much money in that game, it's going to be stupid. But <laughs> Look, give it, give care. us our Smash clone, John. You know we want it. Any other Disney games until I get Disney Dreamlight Valley? Is that the Stardew Valley one? It's the Stardew Valley one. Both Game Loft games. I'm going to be insufferable about that, and I cannot wait. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is a massive success in the early 90s. Um, and they're celebrating. But Dale goes off. Dale is starting his own show, Double O Dale, which gets canceled. The pilot never gets picked up by anyone. Which is a great Easter egg, actually, to hint at Darkwing Duck, because Darkwing Duck was developed under the codename Double O Duck, until Disney found out that Double O was trademarked by the Fleming Estate, who uh, you know made the James Bonds, the uh, so that ended up being reworked into Darkwing Duck. Yeah, dope. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great reference. It's also just a great idea. I I kind of want them to make this show, but obviously they can't. <laughs> Anyways, um, they have a falling out. This both Chippendale uh, Rescue Rangers also gets canceled, and we come to the current day 30 years later uh dale is you know trying to get this thing working he's he's working fan conventions mostly i love this plot point of all of them at conventions and being on whatever their version of instagram or tiktok or whatever was being like hey guys you know i'm here shilling my uh my wares at this convention i'll be here on this day or that it, it, it's so on the nose especially like for us it, it just feels so it felt right like, it felt like i was back in artist alley it really yeah I loved seeing Baloo 
wearing the douchey like like pants with the long shirt and the chain and he's got the cgi surgery because of course he did he was in the live action uh movie so it it, it I, it's just so it great how that fits Lumiere. <laughs> right what happened did he have it reversed that's why I want it. I see that. And I'm like, all right, Dale's getting it reversed. It's going to be great. The it aviators just made the look, though, for Baloo. Oh, so good. <laughs> I really wanted Tailspin Baloo, though. Like, that is my Baloo. Yeah. Well, I, that, was, it was, that was my favorite thing is, like, you know, we've got this look from the new Jungle Book. But that character was fully Tailspin Baloo. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like the way he's talking, the way he's acting, the way he's so excited to see Chip and Dale back together again. It's... Yeah, that never leaves him, you know, that was that's what he grew up with. Right. So you even though he's off doing more, you know, professional cinema uh, these days, he'll never, you know, forget his past. He remembers his roots. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole art. I love, though, like that. Uh, these old like cartoons are essentially the equivalent, though, of like cosplayers. Yeah. Like that's totally what they're doing, hanging out there. They're the celebrities of, you know. Uh, of any convention you go to and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed i'm looking at the lineup for the uh next fan convention event in toronto and they've got folks like kevin sorbo and gina carano i'm like no please i mean if they, if they had ugly sonic i'm pretty I'd sure there. every single person's on yeah. <laughs> right? i think ugly sonic would legitimately bring in more people than them <laughs> i think so that's that's amazing um Meanwhile, while Dale's doing this thing, again, fan convention stuff is great. Uh, Chip is working for coercive insurance, <laughs> selling life insurance. So Giving a real good sell. He's doing a real good job at this. He's a great salesman. And that's that's part of the thing, right? You know, sales, acting, There, there's a lot of interchangeable skills there. So it makes sense. Selling to a sheep that looks like the like Wallace and Gromit sort of animation or Sean the Sheep animation. Yeah. So yeah. good. Did the joke the, about... There's a joke in there about like pulling the wool over someone and it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, the then it pans over to the sheep. It's like, well, not, I didn't mean it like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just like, we get it. We, we know. Um, yeah, he does. End up, he goes home. Uh, I love his dog. This whole, oh, this whole thing of like the dog being just so much bigger than him is great. I love the idea of him just not wanting to go out afterwards. Like, yeah, no, I've got what's her face waiting for me at home. It's like, oh yeah, he's he's seen someone. Oh, it's like no, it's just his dog. Just his dog. Yeah, but I love I love how he's like he's like no, she's a dog, and then even then Dale's like no, she's not that bad. She I'm sure she's not. That like, bad. I, she can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I also good. love just like all of the uh, employee of the month plaques. They're just in his closet now. Dude, he's killing it. Look, one of my favorite things that my little brother and I were laughing our asses off is the is how he feeds the dog. It's just pulling it down, his, pulling the stairs down from the attic to bring in the food and then filling up the water with the hose. It'd be awkward, though, having to go up to the attic every night to refill that food chute or twice a day, right? Yeah. I feel like he's probably got like a human friend who he, he employs or something, or maybe they're like a really big Chip and Dale fan. He takes a picture with him every now and then, but like picks up the lid, the, the, the lid, picks up the roof the off roof? the house. Yeah. And pours in all the, the dog food and puts it back down. I can see that being. Maybe it's got like a, maybe no, rather than have to take the whole roof, maybe it's got like a chute or something that'll just be there. There you go. Pop out or something. Yeah. Cause I feel yeah. like you want to protect the integrity of the roof itself and not fully just remove it. Anytime you have to refill a dog dish. 
True. I wasn't thinking about chipmunk architecture. I'm so sorry. You really, you really need to keep that front of mind, Nate. I mean, we yeah, keep having you on the right. show. You're right. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do better. You want to keep coming on? You gotta have a full understanding of chipmunk architecture. <laughs> okay, I'll go study up. That was your one. Okay. Uh, um, we also get our, we also get our jab at Alvin and the Chipmunks here. I think it was the witch doctor scene from that movie. That's another movie that we need to do an episode on. No, we do not. I and just, it, it had it's like, oh, why would they have the chipmunks rap? It's like, oh, that's gonna come back to bite him in the ass. Okay, so good. We need to back this up, bitch. Do you not like Alvin and the Chipmunks? No, the new ones are terrible. The like, yeah. I'm down for like the OG like Christmas special, all that stuff. Sure. New Alvin and the Chipmunks, not good. Oh, I love no. that first of like the the second one and third one suck. That first movie is hilarious to me. For me, they were sellouts the moment they got the CGI surgery. See, that CGI like, surgery, exactly. Why do you think I'm people. so off about Dale in this Here's movie? The thing. I didn't know the original Alvin the Chipmunks. This is what I got for the first time, and I loved oh, it. Oh, God damn it. You're too young for it. God <laughs> damn. Just go and put on I've, the Alvin the Chipmunks the Christmas record and be happy. Okay, okay? I had that, there obviously. And I've gone back and watched the original Alvin the Chipmunks stuff, and it's so much better. You're right. Yeah. But I still think that first movie is hilarious. <laughs> Who's it? What's the? It's uh, Jason something, the male lead. Yeah, something. Jason Momoa. No, no. it's the guy from My Name Is Earl. Can't remember his name. Jason Todd. No, that's Batman. Right. <laughs> when I Google Jason, it just comes up with Jason Momoa. So. <laughs> Jason Todd. Which no, Jason? Jason Lee. Momoa. Jason Lee. Okay, that's the one. Yeah. And he's fine, but like, the the problem with the those. Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, and we're going to get into some real, like, that came out at a time when CG, like, movies for kids were bad. Like, will, real bad. The reason I like and, that movie is one actor, and one actor only, and his name is David Cross. Mm. You know, J David Cross can make every scene great, so I'll give you that much. Um, let's get back into the plot here. They get the jab in, and he gets a call from his old co-star and wonderful, wonderful friend, Monterey Jack. That's a cheese. <laughs> That's a cheese. Yeah. That is a cheese. Um, <laughs> he's in deep trouble. Uh, he, you know, he got back on the stinky cheese addiction, which, man, we're going to. Which is just a euphemism for hard drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he owes money to the criminals, the Valley Gang, which I love what we learned what the Valley really is. Um, we'll get yeah. there, though. <laughs> um, so. Chip goes over to his uh his apartment and they just kind of they reconnect. They're hanging out. We learn a little bit more about it. He's like, yeah, I got back, fell back on the hard stuff. Uh, he totally does it like, oh, I don't, I'm off it now though. I don't have anything. And we get the smell lines. Damn, smell lines give them away every time. Mm -hmm. Which immediately gets Chip throws it out the window. At this point, uh, they're get feeling better and Dale shows up. They immediately start to argue. Chip's just like, I'm out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. Clearly still pissed. And Dale is an idiot for not realizing it. And I feel like that was a Monterey Jack. He was trying to do like a parent trap thing. And that totally didn't work. <laughs> Anyways, Chip takes off. He's not happening anymore. And Dale kind of follows, trying to talk with him, trying to make up with him. Um, but Chip just not having it. Goes home. Uh, he's hanging out. He's watching Batman versus E.T. Crying <laughs> to Batman versus E.T. Yeah, yeah, because E.T. forgive that. 
<laughs> just unreal. Just Absolutely. Dumb. I wanted a Martha joke there so goddamn bad. Like, you're oh, yeah. I'm just sitting there like, say the word. Just e. say mom. it. Mom. His name Martha. Martha, mom. <laughs> just, I wish it was just save Martha. Just yeah. Give us that line, but E.T. saying it. <laughs> um, at which point he gets a phone call from Dave. Uh, they have the cops are at Monty's. Monty's been kidnapped. They they gotta come. They were the last people to talk to. They need to give statements to the cops. So he goes back and is chatting with them. And we get introduced to a couple of other other characters here. We get introduced to Detective Ellie Steckler, who is a huge Rescue Rangers fan. They were the reason she wanted to become a detective. Or so we think. And she is so suspicious the entire movie. I love it. Um we also get a little bit of her backstory about how she's been looking for this bootleg facility for a while. Uh, well, she thought she had them. Um, they raided the Nickelodeon junior studios, <laughs> uh, looking for Peppa pig. Dude. Yes, of course. It's just, just ridiculous. I love it. I love how Paw Patrol attacked one of the detectives or whatever. And now he can't have kids. Yeah. Please. Absolutely. They made a joke about Paw Patrol biting someone in the dick. <laughs> Yeah. Without making a joke about Paw Patrol biting someone in the yeah. dick. This Absolutely. Is information. That's this kind of movie. <laughs> well, it's uh, so good. Yeah. We, yeah, we also get introduced here to Captain Putty, who is J.K. Simmons. Just a dick. He's just a dick to Ellie. Ellie kind of has yeah. to come in, though, like you know, the whole Nickelodeon Jr. thing. Or so we think. Uh, talking with She's talking with him, though, and like, we can't do anything. Maybe you guys can. Um, they are the rescue rangers after all. Uh, so they're going to go track things down. Um, Chip, not in it. Dale's like, oh my god, the rescue rangers are back. Let's do this thing. He's been pining for a reboot for years, and now he's got it. Mm -hmm. So they keep, uh, they, while walking, end up smelling the uh, stinky gorgonzola in <laughs> the uh, dumpster that Chip and thrown out, and they find a label on it. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, we'll go um, hunt this down over with Bjornsson the Cheesemonger. That's his <laughs> character's name. AKA Swedish Chef. Swedish Chef. Yeah. Uh, over on Main Street. Uh, I Again, I love the idea of Main Street. Main Street is this, uh, it's essentially the illicit drug street, but it's hidden by. It looks straight out of Disneyland. Yeah, yeah 100%. I think that is the joke that it is supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, it is the main street that inspired Disneyland, Main Street USA. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's this is it's all fantastic. I love to see Phineas and Ferb's mom there as well, chilling. Oh yeah, just chilling, handed out cupcakes or whatever. And then I think there was a dog from Lady and the Tramp, the Colonel. I think. Uh, yeah, like some point there. Yeah. yeah, there was also the dog at one point from The Little Mermaid. Oh yeah. Well. But I also I love that, like, she's here, but also, like, Phineas was definitely one of the bootleg characters at the end. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So she yeah. definitely bootlegged her own. Well, she bootlegged the actor who played her who son. Who played on TV. her son. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they go talk with Bjornsson, who's like, Are you guys a cop? No. Technically, we're not. Um, we get this wonderful scene. Um, they're talking, they're truly trying to. Try their best to like get this guy to give them information and totally failing miserably. 
neither of their methods is working. It's hilarious. You mean they're not actual detectives? Color me shocked, Griffin. <laughs> shocked. Um. They uh eventually they get knocked out and kidnapped, and are the, and Bjornson is taking them to meet with Sweet Pete. And the whole time, Dale's like, what are you talking about? This worked out perfectly. See, we're already going to meet Sweet Pete. Like, are you, you are an idiot. <laughs> uh, this is when we learn what the Valley Gang is. They are in the Valley, the Uncanny Valley. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Such a great the cats, joke. Hey, the cats for cats. Like, I'm, I was so happy to see that those cats didn't have, uh, they, they weren't the bootlegged butthole edit version of the cats, at least. Um, but yeah, dude, the Polar been. Express, the Polar Express eyes, dude, haunting. Friggin' Seth Rogen, I can't remember his name, but Seth Rogen's character of just like, are you looking at me or are you looking over there? I'm totally looking at you. What are you talking about? Like, this is straight out of Shrek. Like, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, uh, this whole scene is fantastic. I also just, I'm so happy that I didn't see the Uncanny Valley joke coming. I did. I think it was in a trailer unfortunately and like, i think i, I got that the, spoiled to me i knew that the like look you i'm looking directly at you joke was in the trailer but i didn't think the uncanny valley specifically was set in the trailer at least not that i was paying attention to it was it hits so well um anyways they're taken in and they uh they're taken in through this factory uh, they're like, they just straight up ask if this is Sweet Pete's business. It's a legitimate business where Sweet Pete was melting down discarded products from years past, and would, in this case, Shrek shampoo, and turning it into porta potties. <laughs> I also Makes love that it's like, me. oh, yeah, of course he just has a legitimate business up and running. He yeah. has to. He needs a friend for laundering all of his bootlegs. Yeah. <laughs> um, there we go. We actually get to meet Sweet Pete, who is actually just Peter Pan. Um, who, you know, grew old, got fired, uh, realized that uh, bootlegs make a lot of money. After he made his own bootleg of Peter Pan. This guy's really just weirdly honest about all this stuff. Like, if I had two people searching for me, I would not be giving them all this information. I think it's the trope of every bad guy of, I'm going to murder you, or, you know, in this case, bootleg you and send you off to Timbuktu. To star in, um, what, what do we even call it? What do we call the Chippendale Rescue Rangers bootleg? Uh, Ch- Bob, and, Bob and Steve Forest Savers. There you go. There you go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, dude, those, those bootlegs, like, we're talking yeah. Flying Bedroom Boy, Beauty and the Cursed Dog Man, Jasper the Dead Ghost Kid, Spaghetti Dogs yes. 1 and 2, Bubba Gump restaurant the movie. My favorite one was Matilda fully loaded. That's that incredible. Great. I still oh, like really? the Little Mermaid one that they do when they explain the whole bootlegging business and show Flounder getting absolutely mutilated. Oh my gosh. It's Small brutal. fish lady. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um they do escape. They end up going down the toilet. Um they are, we get essentially the beginning of Ratatouille here of them in the sewers. They try, the to sewer, grab, yeah. they try to grab onto the hair of a Rapunzel doll. Which was great. Because mm-hmm. it just kept going and then popped right out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they get out of there by grabbing onto a um, ping, no, not ping pong, uh, paddle 
ball thing. Paddle, paddle ball paddle. Yeah. Paddle ball. Okay. Uh, and it launches them out. We get a little bit here of uh, Chip thinking Dale's dead. And Dale's like, oh, you do care. Anyways, they go back to the, they talk with Ellie some more that night at Dale's house. I'm assuming this is Dale's house. Um, They're talking about just everything. We found him. She's like, great. I still need your guys' help. You got to find his fitness tracker. Um, that will have his location. How are we going to do this? Let's go into the crime lab. Open up the garage, and it's all the Chippendale memorabilia. Dude, I was so jealous of all of Dale's memorabilia. Like, I instantly, watching this movie the second time, paused it, and then hopped on eBay just to see what of this stuff was attainable. And pretty what, much what that pog collection would cost you. Dude, if that's a real Pog collection... It has to be, right? Oh, my gosh. I, I, if the one with Oprah Winfrey's face is going to be worth way too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this just had me wanting to go to my parents' place because I'm, I'm one of those people that, oh, yeah, Mom, Dad, just hold on to this stuff. Eventually, one day, maybe I'll take it and put it in my own house, and now I have that. So I've got, like, seven or eight seasons' worth of Megazords and Transformers and all of these oh, things. I'm just like... Oh, this is making me want to go raid the basement real bad. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Just seeing all of this awesome stuff. And it's like that. I think one of my favorite things that was shown there was like that arcade cabinet. Because like, oh, that's custom. Well, and just all the NES cartridges, too, of just like, I want to play that game, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's just, it's, it's not good, good, but I still want to play it. I mean, the yeah. afternoon collection does exist. Oh, and I own it. And it's not a good game, but I want to play it. <laughs> I mean, pretty much the only good game on that collection is DuckTales. Mm. Um, but no, I love, like, I just love that little detail of it's like, oh, yeah, he has this because he loves the show. Uh, they start, like, referencing shows. They ask Ellie what her favorite is. She can't pick one. Uh, I can't blame her. And they go off to, they come up with a plan based off one of the episodes. They're going to dress up as rats. Um, and they're going to break into the bathhouse to steal Pete's fitness tracker that Ellie just happens to know that he's there every, I think it was Wednesday. I mean, she's been on this case for years. It makes sense to understand where he's going, right? Nah, know his patterns. Liar. Um, she's a liar and a thief. <laughs> she is at least not one of those things by the end of this. We don't know about the other. <laughs> well, she might still be a liar by the end of this, but she's definitely not a thief. Um, they, so they go, they break in. Uh, the rat thing works perfectly. They're shocked that it does, especially with Dale's horrible New York accent that I guarantee New Yorkers were upset about. Chips was worse. Chips was way worse. Did he try it? Yeah, he had to for... Um, oh, it was, it was, I think Seth Rogen's character they run into and he has to do the bad accent or whatever. Oh, right. It's like, oh, yeah, is this water work? He's like, yeah, of course it is. I'm whacking over here. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was still Dale, but anyways. No, no, it was Chip that time. He had to do it. I think it was at least. <laughs> either way, either way, they're horrible, and like New it's Yorkers bad. are rolling over in pain from this. Um, they're talking. They go. They get in, and they uh, they immediately find his locker. They're about to break in when they're stopped by a um big snake played by Dua Lupa. Um. Play. Played by Flula Borg. Flula Borg. Sorry, why does? Yeah, 
Uh, Dua Lipa would have been impressive, but yeah. Maybe honestly, I think TikTok's just invading my brain. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you got you got you got to take a break from your stinky cheese, there, Griffin. <laughs> you know, I actually legitimately like gorgonzola cheese. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, he makes him rap. So he does, good. Like in a Disney, I love it. It's the Disney Afternoon remix, not like Chippendale specific, even though it's all Chippendale. I'll and never just eat rhyming whale. Dale with whale for a good five minutes, <laughs> which is such a like they managed to get a Lonely Island song into this Disney movie. Like that's yep. a that is a Lonely Islands. Like oh, that's yeah. I would turn on SNL and that's what I would see them doing is saying I never eat whale. Uh, so <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, this all seems great. Uh, and they kind of bounce back and forth between breaking into the uh, the locker, but they eventually do get the. Uh, they finish the song and get the um, fitness tracker and eventually get out of there. Um, they are, I think next is they trace it and find the warehouse. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And we also have the butt joke. Um, and Randy Marsh at one point in there. Yeah. They find it. They invade the warehouse, uh, but it's been abandoned by the time that they're there. Uh, coffee's still warm. Like they clearly, someone had tipped them off. Uh, we see the machine and stuff, and I think this is where we get them in the machine of them yeah. around and stuff, avoiding getting changed. Uh, but this is where, but Chip just barely gets nicked and gets a uh, Snoopy ear. Snoopy ear, it's so good. Uh, we also see like just all the parts of different people, and they see Monty's mustache. There's also a really phenomenal bootleg. There's a, just a picture, but it's a combination of Sideshow Bob and Syndrome from The Incredibles, which yep. is just a that's a perfect mashup right there. It really it's so is. Good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, they go back to the police station, and you both of them distraught over having lost Monty. And they, they start to argue all of the kind of the, their past issues come bubbling up. Um, we learn that, you know, Dale learns that Chip is not happy with him. Like, why would he be? Mm-hmm. They start to argue. Uh, they kind of come to terms with each other a little bit more. Um, and then they start to smell. What was it? Uh, almond butter and gasoline. Almond butter and gasoline. <laughs> yeah. Um. The scent of the Chippendale uh, cologne that Monty always wears. Uh, Monty's. Oh, uh, we did. We did skip out over one of the best Easter eggs in this, though, of when they go to the police station. Everyone is human except for a couple of dogs. One of which is McGruff, the crime dog. Yes. Pretty dope moment. Nineteen eighties. I, I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's in this scene, but Detective Flores from Big Head, which is also yes. a John Mulaney thing, is in the police department as well. Which it's just yeah. like. Again, how is how is how is Detective Flores from Big Head on Disney Plus right now? Not in not in a thing on Stars, but in a thing on Disney Plus. Unreal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing to see. Um. Anyways, they take off. They gotta hunt him down. They clearly know that someone had contact with them. There's two options. It is the police captain, or our wonderful friend Ellie. Um. Dale is fir- firmly convinced that it's the police captain like, and Chip's being like, no, that's too obvious. They would never do that. 
Yeah. Uh, it's got to be Ellie. She's been suspicious this whole time. And to be fair, she has been suspicious this whole time. It's kind of a running joke. Um, But they also at the police station, Dale was making social media posts. Um, they go there. Just trying ways. to support his small business. Can't yeah. can't fault them for that. Mm-hmm. I know that the next scene is the uh, the chase at the fan convention. Yes. Just don't re- entirely remember how um, Chip gets there. Well, they go together because they need. To, they they go because one Dale has to work there, and also Dale says, "Oh, I have a friend who could help." Right. Because Ugly Sonic has told them that he has a connection at the FBI because he's making a show with the FBI. So they go to meet with Ugly Sonic to see if he can get the FBI involved in the investigation. And Sweet Pete has followed Dale on socials so that he knows exactly where they're going to be because Dale's a camera whore. Right. <laughs> Simple yet weirdly complex at times in this in this movie. Uh, anyways, they go and they start to get. They we have this awesome chase scene. We get a lot of different gags here. Uh, Kronk is there at the fan convention, and we never get to see Kronk, and I am upset oh. about that. Yeah, I wish. I he's he's um he I it's weird to see him there too because I feel like he's more he's more of a popular character to be doing these these fan cons. Like I feel like I mean, he, he should have been was. a main event. He yeah, was. Maybe. He isn't as much anymore, right? Is kind yeah, I guess. Of Look, he is popular with a very specific group of people. Yeah. There you go. And that's, I guess, that, that's what this is for. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll leave that conversation for a later day. What, do you want me to not call you old again? Please, no. <laughs> uh, okay, I got you. I'll, I'll give you this one. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, they take off running. Um, we see a bunch of stuff. We see the, we see the camera from Paul Rudd. But one of my favorite jokes in the movie is they run through an Indiana Jones stand Dude. to make sure do-do, that, do-do. just to make sure that uh, Chip and Dale look like their respective costumes from the uh, from the show. It's great. It's a great <laughs> joke, just with that wonderful Indiana Jones theme. Like one of the best themes in movies. Period. Um. Anyways, they take off. Dale makes it away, but Chip does get kidnapped and captured and taken back to the exact same warehouse. <laughs> and not a good call. <laughs> not only did the cops not lock it down, which, okay, makes sense. Captain is in on it, as we're about to like learn. It's an active crime scene, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's like, how are you yeah. able to? Uh, anyways. Oh, yeah, this is also, in that chase scene was the... But getting to end of movie because we only have 15 minutes of showtime left. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he takes him back, puts him in the machine, uh, and he starts to go through it. Meanwhile, um, Ellie is onto it and tries to stop him, but uh, as she has a gun pointed at Peter Pan... Oh, that's that's weird to say. Um, it's a weird movie. That's a weird sentence to say, and I'm a Once Upon a Time fan. <laughs> Where um, can, Peter Pan is the father of Rumpelstiltskin. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> but this is, this is probably where we get one of the most deep cut and one of my favorite references in the movie where he goes, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. And she's like, you're never going to get away with this. He's like the men's warehouse reference. Like what? <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I don't, I don't know. If it's just maybe just me. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Uh, it's yeah, definitely yeah. you and most of the internet. 
how do you phrase them? Um, she has. They make Ellie call Dale, uh, and while saying that, she gives Dale her favorite Rescue Rangers episode, uh, which isn't her actual favorite episode, but it's a hint. Clue. Yeah. Um. So what does Dale do? He rewatches the episode. And I love, I love how when he's on the phone with her, he's like, he's like, really? That's that's not even that great of an episode. But then they cut to him, and he's just doing the funniest little chuckle, like little Andy Samberg laugh. And I'm just like, that is just, it's so heartwarming and fun to see him just like, so yeah, it still cool. holds up. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, eventually, he he gets he gets some real backwards logic, but he gets there eventually. Of she's captured, and I need to help them, but he yeah. can't get down there quick enough, so he has to go talk to the one person he knows how to get there quick enough. And that is Gadrit. I, I love this character. I kind of wish they were in more of the movie, but I think what they were used for was fine. Yeah, Gadrit and Zipper, married with yeah. kids. I actually, like, I legitimately did expect them to be a bigger part of this, just because they're like... I, I like the idea of them being married with kids, though, is the reason to kind of keep them out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I think, think Gadget's a bigger part of the show than Chip and Dale are. <laughs> yeah. I think it it really leaves uh, opening for again another movie within the Chippendale Rescue Rangers universe, whatever we yeah, want to call universe. that. Uh, yeah, cinematic universe. But but to have them um, maybe to have a Rescue Rangers movie as the next thing, right? So we do maybe they find a way to convince them. They get the kids, you know, being babysat by someone, and then they they're able to go on an actual adventure as the rescue rangers so that it's not just about Chippendale. I, I mean, know. the writers have said that they want to make a sequel. So totally. We'll I'm down for more of this. Absolutely. But let's get yep. to the rest of the movie. Yeah, we're almost there. Yep. Uh, anyways, they, uh, they fly there in the classic Chippendale rescue rangers flying blimp thing. I don't know. The name I-, I love the whole thing of like, Gadget, you're really good at this. Like, yeah, it turns out that real life me and TV me were kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a real easy way to hand wave this actor knowing how to fly this plane. I love yeah. that. It's like it's almost as if Gadget's one of the characters that only existed for the TV show. Uh-huh. Hit, hit, nudge, nudge. Anyways, uh, they make it there and uh, Dale decides the best way to get in is to uh, shoot a firework in and see what happens. Uh, he doesn't hit his goal, but makes it in properly. Uh, the firework gets lodged into the uh, bootleg machine, saving, uh, mostly saving Chip, but just barely chopping off his Snoopy ear. Which he then, <laughs> uh, by the end of this, just blows into his finger and a new ear pops out, which is I love weird, that. but okay, because it's a cartoon. Well, it's think, cartoon. I think they did the same joke in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was great. Makes sense. Which also, by the way, I love that they like immediately reference Roger Rabbit in like the first two minutes of this movie. Like, they, knew they, they just have him dancing to Paul Abdul as the G as the DJ. Gotta love it. <laughs> um They uh everything goes to kind of goes to shit here. Everything's blowing up because of this firework. The Coca-Cola polar bear gets turned into a fairy. Cola fairy. Mm-hmm. And mm. uh, Sweet Pete gets shot a bunch. We then learn that he has just become this amalgamation of a bunch of different tunes. Uh, Woody, Shredder, a random Transformer. I'm just going to assume it's Megatron. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Some cat. And the villain. Well, the cat was the villain from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, gotcha. That cat, I think. 
Batman yeah. character. And then it had the bow of Marie. That's what Marie that's what Cat. was throwing me off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from <laughs> Aristocats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we just, you know, we have this fight. He keeps going into different lines from these different characters. It's I love clobbering Harry. time. Nope, that's a different movie. No, it's I'm gonna wreck it. I love Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph is fantastic. Wreck It Ralph is great. Have we done episodes? Have you done episodes on that movie? Those Still movies yet? No. We should. Still, we no. will definitely get to those at some point. Those are our new. Um, what was the one? Oh, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, which you can keep an ear out for. Last next episode. No, next episode. Yeah, next one. Um, but yeah, we will definitely get to those at some point eventually. Yeah, uh, they fight. They kind of just all running, running away a bunch. There's really no way to fight this guy. Uh, eventually, they kind of see that, oh, they, we can recreate the same bit that we showed at the beginning of this from the old cartoon of hitting one of the people on the head and birds show up and the cat gets distracted. Uh, but, you know, it was always uh, it was always Dale that gets hit. Chip doesn't want that to happen again. So he's like, hit me. We get this wonderful joke of them keep hitting each other and the birds like trying to leave, but his wife won't let him. I thought this was. I I felt that in my core, of (laughs) I'm just staying in bed today. Like just leave me alone. Uh, Eventually they do get it though. They hit him, and um, I think this is then when the FBI shows up. Anyways, the FBI shows up by Ugly Sonic. Yep. Uh, And they start to arrest Sweet Pete, but as they're arresting him, he fires off a cannonball at Ship, but. Dale dives in front of it and it hits him. Chip apologizes and we get the sob story. Oh, I was actually super lonely, yada, 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 like everything you expect. Um, They start to realize, uh, oh yeah, and then and while they were running away, they ran through all of the bootleg movie sets. That's important for the Oh, that part. was great, dude. Mm-hmm. I Pachunga. Sorry, that's all I want to say. Honestly, <laughs> fair. Bangarang, um, baby. They realized since all the bootleg movies had to be here, the, all the bootleg tunes are also here. They go, they save, um, they open up this shipping crate and all of these tunes come walking out. The last one coming out is Monterey Jack, with who has been Dumboed. Oh, why do they have to, like, anything but Dumbo? I think that's the joke. Yeah. I, I made his is. ears <laughs> even even bigger, and I think... Uh, the the name of the movie that he's in is called Stupido the Elephant Baby. <laughs> Stupido the Elephant Baby, gotta love it. Even though he is very clearly a mouse and not an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, the rescue rangers all reunite, and uh, Dale introduces the rest of them to Ellie. They laugh at a really bad joke, and they have a bit of, and the worse the joke, the longer we laugh. Goes on way too long. Which yep. is like the most real thing ever in this movie. Of just friends laughing at the worst jokes that they can make. Yep. Um. Anyways, uh, Dale makes a joke about a reboot. Um, and it wasn't a reboot, Griffin. It was a comeback. No, he makes a joke about them making a reboot. Oh no, no, I know. I was but just yeah. going with the tagline from the poster. So, <laughs> um. This was the reboot. They walk off. We go into our credits. We see a couple of funny things. We see the Valley Gang in prison. Monty has been Darkwing Duck. And yeah, then we get Darkwing Duck being like, just starting a chant. Which I can't help but want to join in. Which <laughs> we, is great. We, we're going to get it. It is in the works. It has been confirmed that uh, I think it's 
uh, Evan Goldberg and, and that production company are working on a reboot. So hopefully yeah. that works out just Ho- as well as this did. Hopefully tied to DuckTales in some way. <laughs> Everyone should go watch the more recent DuckTales cartoon because it's fantastic. But that's the end of the movie. We made it. We've done the thing. What a movie, guys. <laughs> probably went on longer than the movie itself. Yeah, probably. I lost track of it <laughs> when I cut the recording. When you cut it? Uh, I can confirm we haven't quite gotten there yet, but we're close. There we go. In that case, I feel like it's good as any to wrap up this proper episode. But before we do that, let's give final thoughts. Guys, should people watch this movie? There's no reason not to. It's on Disney Plus. It's a fun time. It's not the longest movie in the world. Pop some popcorn, sit down and enjoy the 80s slash 90s fuel nostalgia trip and have a good time. Yeah, it's it's like we were saying at the top. It's 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 a animation fans dream, uh, 90s kids, 80s kids dream, uh, fever dream even. Uh, and it's it's just it's it's got such a heartwarming center at it. Uh, and I think it's just the it's the confidence that goes into making a movie like this that allows us to believe in the world that they're giving us. And it's so much fun. And I want more of it so bad. So I really hope that we do get to actually see, you know, another one maybe with Ellie, you know, her, her private investigator thing didn't work out. So maybe she has to like create a new investigation, you know, uh, group with the rescue Rangers. Um, I would totally be down. And Vin Diesel has to be in that movie too. Yeah. He will be. He will be. If yeah. not if Vin Diesel, then at the very least, give me group. There you go. <laughs> that honestly surprised there was only the one Marvel character in this. Well, two with Paul Rudd. <laughs> no i think this movie was fantastic uh it's such a fun time even if you aren't a big chippendale rescue Rangers or just disney afternoon fan in general there's still something in this movie for you and it's a disney plus exclusive which is still shocking to me that the movie of this quality is being like oh yeah we're just gonna throw this on disney plus and it just makes me more excited for what we're gonna get from disney plus in the future i know we just recently got sneakerella which is very much of the it looks Disney Channel original movie quality. And Zombies 3 get... just got announced for Disney Plus. And it's coming in like a week and a half or something dumb like that. Like, it's a summer movie. Like, there, 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 there's so much good stuff coming to Disney Plus. This is the thing that I was looking forward to the most out of anything that Disney announced. I think this was announced in 2020 at their Investor Day or mm-hmm. Disney Plus Day, whatever it was that year. On Instagram or something, yeah. They did like a whole Twitter thread of, oh yeah, by the way, this is happening. And I'm so, I was so excited when it was announced. More excited when I found out that Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island were attached to, you know, be a part of the thing. And so happy with the final product. So give me more stuff like this, Disney. It's great. You have such as such a history to pull from to make these kind of self-referential, satirical takes on your own properties. I love that they're leaning into it. And I don't Two think more. we'll ever get it, but I, dude, I would love a behind the scenes. Literally just put me, put me as a, as a, a zipper on the wall of uh of the people that had to do the like the legal team like just put me in those phone calls i want to hear those calls how they convince people to be a part of this um because that would be super interesting and even just the making of like i think i saw a short four minute making of of them showing like a stuffed you know chip or a stuffed dale hanging out the window of a bus that they had to film and stuff like that I'm so disappointed this isn't getting the full theatrical treatment, including at home, like home video release, because bonus features on a movie like this would have been absolutely wild. And I love stuff like that just from a film fan perspective 
I don't like I, I I'm not, you know, well versed in the making of movies and things like that. But just I'm like you, Nate, I would have loved to have seen more of that behind the scenes stuff. And maybe I know they don't have anything along the lines of, um, you know, assembled uh, Marvel documentary behind the scenes making of or the star, the gallery Star Wars ones. I'd love something similar for Disney Channel or Disney Plus original films. Just give me something and start it here. Please, I need to know more about what went into making this movie. Well, there you have it, folks. That feels like a good spot as any to wrap up this episode. Thank you. Nate, where can people keep up with you? (laughs) Okie dokie, Artichoke. You can check out the Geek Centric podcast on podcast services as well as uh we've actually started uploading some stuff on youtube now as well um so you can check that out at youtube.com slash geek centric uh or it might be we are geek centric we'll have the links in the description thing i'll be all over um, the place yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah check that out we do um our podcast we cover the world of movie tv shows film uh we do one of my favorite things we do is called watch club which we've got a ton coming up for for Miss Marvel, Obi Wan, the boys. We're going to be doing one, um, and so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and that definitely we also do... didn't inspire our weekly series where we are hey. going to cover Miss Marvel and Obi Wan Kenobi and High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. There you go. Yeah, we yeah, we probably will stay away from. Uh, we'll let you guys handle High School Musical, the musical. Well, thank you. Season that three. feels like our domain. <laughs> how, how nice of you to give us. That. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, definitely, definitely check us out. Uh, and you can also catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Nate Plays Games, uh, where we play games and keep the conversation going. So definitely hang out. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. This was a lot of fun. I, I wanted to talk about Ugly Sonic so bad. Uh, so this is glad you were hour. able to do that with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mitch, if people want to keep up with us, where can people find us? You can find us and all of our reactions to things as they happen and, and things and places and stuff over at Twitter at D plus us for the show where me and Griffin tweet out random crap when Disney announces stuff we're excited about. You can find Griffin specific freaking freaking out about things like Percy Jackson and High School Musical, the musical, the series over at Griffy D-Pad. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. And you can find me binging Baymax over at Mr. Mitch George. And all of the links to all my other stuff can be found at MitchGeorge.com. All right, but like for real, Baymax looks great, right? I'm so down for that. I thought it was just going to be a series of shorts, and I still am not convinced it isn't that, but I'm excited for it either way. (laughs) Yeah, keep an eye out over there for all of our fun shenanigans. And thank you so much for listening. It has been an absolute pleasure talking about this movie for you, like it is every time we get to record. We've got more episodes coming out right now. Like Mitch mentioned, we got a couple of new weekly series starting soon with Kenobi and Miss Marvel. Keep an Love eye that. out on our Twitter for how we're going to be releasing those, etc., etc. Someone's going to Disney, so our Obi-Wan first couple of episodes are going to be a little late, and I'm not jealous at all. Sorry. No, you're not. I know you're right. I will not. But we'll see. We'll see y'all then. But until then, have a magical day.